<clears throat> What's up, everybody? Eric Kaiser, my spiritual waiting podcast. Today is Tuesday. A couple little shifts happened yesterday. What happened? Well, my cushy, very easy deal that I had created with the advertising company of twelve fifty a week. Now, I'm going to explain a couple things about who I am. I don't like to feel like, I don't really like handouts. I want to, I always want to be challenged to, to make things happen. That, that deal kind of, it left me feeling almost trapped in a way where, because keep in mind, I have my kids every other week. I don't want to feel like on the weeks I don't have my kids Maybe they're expecting something of me that I'm not doing. I like for every situation to be fair all the way around the table. So don't get me wrong. I was delighted to get paid twelve fifty last week. But I almost knew with the choices I made with the week last week that there was going to be a little lesson involved. And it's okay because... The other money that came in the mail cleared today to cover all the past due bills and to keep life going, (laughs) right? Because isn't that what we're all doing? We're also worried about just keeping life going. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm about to go to the bank and get all this stuff caught up, Um, kicking it around in in my head how to work it and what's next, but... Now that I know that you can go and people, this is where fear needs to leave your life. Like I just went all the way out to the 23rd, right? No, no. What's day? The the 20th. If I would have went to the 22nd, I would have had to appear in court. But since I'm paying it today, it just, it just goes right back. So right there tells you if you're having a little bit of troubles, you have plenty of time to figure that stuff out in life. So don't don't fear things like, oh, I got to pay this right now. You know, if there's times that maybe you should invest in yourself that it might take you to the next level, I think that's what you have to do. And I think that's one of the lessons that I'm learning. You know, I keep finding myself throwing a lot of energy at things that, what if I took that energy and just threw it at just my coaching practice? You know, I know that I surrendered. God's got my back. My bills are all paid in divine order now. Like, why not just go for it, go for it, and, you know, see what happens. So, I'm going for it once again. I'm just, I finally, you know, the thing was holding me up was advertising. But now, I have a cushion left over after I pay the bills. Granted, I have to get all my kids the stuff they need for this week. But from there, I'm throwing my money at at my own advertising for New You Guru Life Coaching and my Mind, Body, Soul Boot Camp. Because the way I built that, I think it's time. I think it's time to advertise and get it out there to people. But what I want to talk today, those three minutes of my life, that's good enough. I need to start giving you all some value every time I get on here. The life wall. I want to call it today. This is what popped in my shower today. And what's the life wall to me? You know, I know a lot of people 
are looking at an awakening now. And I don't know if it's just my perception of it, because keep in mind, you are controlling it all. You create your experience. So I don't know if it's me looking at it. I don't know if it's the fact of what I just went through last week. And knowing that they all know about the awakening and they all watch the content on YouTube and this and that. But how can I explain the awakening part? Now, number one, life coaching can bring you to your awakening because of the way it's designed. And that's the reason why life coaching kind of appeared. It appeared to bring the rest of y'all with us. So anyway, but let's say... You don't see the value in life coaching. You're not quite done with your process like a lot of people. You know, a lot of people just are not quite done with living it the way they want to live it through the ego. You know, with the bad habits, with the obsession with clothes, with the it's it's all driven by your ego. Your ego wants all that attention. Trust me, that's the only thing that wants it. Take it from a guy who was the biggest ego-driven dude on the freaking planet. Everything about my lifestyle was ego. I used to tint cars in DKNY sweaters, and people would be like, do you dress nicer to work than I do to go out? Right? Everything was ego for me. Everything was impressions on other people. Like, I was driven by it. But the sooner that that falls off is when your life really gets powerful and you start chasing purpose, right? Instead of property, we'll call it. Because at the end of the day, that's really all we were doing. We were chasing, you know, property. We're, we're chasing after, you know, houses, cars, jewelry, girls, just straight possessions. Now, how can you how can you awaken? How can you see past it all and realize what's really important? Start asking yourself some some questions. You know, start asking yourself what's next. You know, I did that a lot, and that kind of that kind of opened up doors to my mind for me. You know, what's next? What's the point? What are we doing here? You know, start asking yourself things like that. Like, do I really have to keep waking up every single day at this same exact time, sitting in the same damn traffic, looking at the same damn dude picking his nose, um, dealing with the same people? Like, start asking yourself these questions because what you're going to come to is a is a wall where you're going to go, damn, really? Like, this is life. Like, even with kids and everything, like, you know, you're going to have kids and, like, you're going to start watching them grow and they're going to do things. And, you know, you're going to enjoy it. You're going to love it. But as you're doing that, and I don't know if this comes from the just the lack of us chasing our passion and our purpose, but if it's if it does happen to you and you hit the wall, you're just you're going to get exhausted of doing the same things and maybe you tried them so many different ways to make them work and they still didn't and for me my wall was all of my dark nights of the soul see for me what really really got me deep down inside was I knew getting with my wife was already starting to change me 
Now, the process wasn't happening super, super fast, but I was changing. I seen the changes. I felt the changes. Now, I was still cocky. I still had my attitude, but, you know, a lot of me and her problems, and I'm not saying I was perfect, but a lot of that was me trying to open her up to seeing what life could be like, you know? If we live our life this way, I think this will happen, and unfortunately, that's a part of the awakening. That's a part of hitting your wall that other things are going to change. And there's just nothing that you could do about it. It'll just change. But my dark night of the soul was, you know, one time I thought my, my marriage was going to end. You know, I really, we're trying to have babies. It wasn't happening. You know, there was no trust in the damn thing. There was never any trust. And, you know, it just, when you start that repetition lifestyle of you're going to work every day, you're mad at another person because they're not doing anything, and you're living life that way, it starts to add up. And then life's about lessons, and, you know, sometimes we got we to gotta taste our own medicine. But, you know, I called her talking to people, and that, and that hurt, and that's something that the old me would have been doing, you know. And I don't know if anything ever happened. It didn't matter. But there was, there was a New Year's that I had one of my dark nights, you know, when I went out in that houseboat and I ate all that mushroom extract. Like, I did not care if the next day came. And I think when you get your brain to that point, that point of break, that point of just, I don't give a shit no more. I really think that's what gets a lot of us in touch with that Kundalini side. Because we're damn near giving up. Like, that's it. And every piece of content I have read, this has happened to a lot of people where they have this dark night. They have this dark, dark moment of where you're just so over it. And then it's like God says, no, look. Look, there's more to this. And even though I went through this a couple times, it's so like... Ah, my buddy Xavier, he's got this tattoo on him and it's called the flower of life and it's a geometrical design. And we were talking last night and it dawns on me because he's talking about, dude, this is, this is the light. Like this is what shines. And I'm like, that's what I saw. Cause he, he said, you know, if, if, if you see this light and then you're in this hallway and I'm like, dude, like. Yeah, it's a bright light. It's dark all around you, and you're going through this thing, and then you start getting hit with all this information. And for that one dark night, my information was it showed me the way me and my wife were living our lives and why we weren't getting blessed with a baby, why we weren't getting blessed with the things that we wanted. Right? Because she did get pregnant once, and she had a miscarriage. So right there, like, and we were still, we're still living a lifestyle of the party couple, you know, hanging around with party people. That's all, that's all we were doing is being party people. And I was spending my days slaving away, almost damn near wanting to die some days on some of the jobs I was doing. But, you know, that was one of my moments that I hit a wall because on that boat, I was asking myself, like, this is my life. Like, this is it. Like, even if me and her work out to the best of the ability, even if I grow this marine company and make all this money, like, this is my life. This is what I accomplished. 
There's all these people on this planet doing these great things. People are saving the world. People are doing this. And this is all I could pull off? I'm a really ambitious guy. And I woke up that next day and with a whole new bounce in my step. And a lot of our lives changed in those next couple of years. Now, the next wall, the next wall was the big wall. But how I got to that wall was pain, so much pain. You know, after, after, uh, after the first episode, you know, I came to another wall with my ex where I didn't think my son was my child because right before we found out she was pregnant, I had gotten a BUI and I had to go spend a little time with cuffs on again. And, uh, it was the last time my mom came to visit and, uh, you know, it's very embarrassing to get locked up while your mom's in town. And that was one of my, my last, that was it. Said, I will never have cuffs on again. I'm not doing anything stupid. I don't care what it is. And I had it in my mind, like I was changing things. So I started to, to hit a wall there too. And that wall was just, how many times are you going to do the same exact thing to have the same exact experience happen to realize how much you hate that experience to keep you from doing that damn thing? Because that's all life starts to be. It's a, it's, a, it's a schedule of lessons. And all of us have our own lessons to learn. So there's that wall that I ran into. And started to make more changes. The problem is, like, the more I was changing, the more my relationship was falling apart. And that was just, it didn't make any damn sense to me. You know, me and my wife had a lot of issues with alcohol and violence and just crazy, crazy, crazy things that one day we'll, we'll go in a book and y'all can enjoy it to see like what people can go through and come out of and fix their friggin' relationship, even though she still, it is what it is, right? I don't, I don't think about it no more that it'll turn around. I can keep it to the point where we can stay, we could stay chill and sociable, but I also know that I will always be here if that situation needs help. But, you know, that ran me into looking at my life. And I always tried really freaking hard. And when I started getting more healthy and caring about myself again, it made me want a better life more and more and more and more every single day, every single day, every single day. I just wanted a better life. And uh, it wasn't till my mom passing that it really, that next dark night of the soul, you got to understand what my relationship was at this point. I was in protection mode. Everything was about my kids at this point. Every argument, every everything. I was recording stuff. I was like, I became obsessed with never having another female ever take a child out of my life again because I know what type of father I am. I know that I'm a good person. I know that I love all of my kids. And having that done to me so many times, it turned me into 
almost a victim of all times when it comes to kids. And that put a weird spin on me and my ex's relationship too. But that came from years and years of ignoring and sweeping under the rug of all the signs of the finger pointing and you do this and you do this and blah, 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 blah. And I'm stuck in this relationship where I'm like, man, all I do is work my ass off and it's still always bad. So that ran me up to that next wall, you know, Um, and that was when my mom passed. I woke up the next day just totally, totally sober. Now, when you get to that part, when your ego just dissolves that much, things definitely get confusing at that point. That's when you really start asking yourself the questions like, what the hell is going on? Like, there's got to be more to this, right? How, did, how come there's 98% of people all living their lives the same way and they don't look happy to me? I talk to them at work, they're not happy. I talk to them in lines at the store, they're not happy. What the hell is really going on here? And that's when you really start asking yourself the, the really, really important questions. Like, did, did, did God really set us up like this to just sit here? Right? Is this what life is? Right, we literally work ourselves into the frigging ground, and then we get to die. That just that never set well with me. I don't know why that sits well with so many people, but we all have a passion inside of us, and once you get aligned with that passion, that's when your days get a lot better. Right, life as we call it. You know, it can't always be just this wonderful vacation experience. I think we all know that. But see, what happens is when you start hitting walls, when you realize that you can only buy so many watches till you understand that feeling, or so many new shoes, or drive so many different cars, or have sex with so many different women, or take the game winning shot and win or you know when you have all these things that spark these these emotions these feelings these these things in your body you start to realize that all right i've done all that like i have done all that what what else is there and sorry i just had to kick my door shut what else in there and when you start hitting walls like that That's when you start realizing that there's a little bit more to this story. There's a little bit more to life than just waking up every day and doing the same damn thing every day because that's what insanity is. So you start really just asking yourself questions to get to the next consciousness. You start realizing that There's just other powers involved here. And the biggest power involved is you were duped. <laughs> you were raised to have the thoughts that you have. You were raised to to be the hamster on the wheel. Right? And when you hit the wall and you finally stop and look at it and go, damn it. They turned me into a hamster on a wheel. At 18, I picked this thing to do that I thought it was what I wanted to do. Yeah, I have a Porsche. I have a huge house that I never walk through the rooms, and I'm miserable. Why? Because you got duped. 
because you did the popular. You followed the plan. You followed the system. It works perfectly. Except there's some of us who just never liked the system and broke all the laws and got in all the trouble. And, you know, then we come to a point where we break and it opens us up to a new reality. And that new reality is where we get to become teachers and we get to follow our passion and we get to talk to people and help y'all. And then we start realizing that life is more about being in a active service of some sort of kind that gets you to your happiness. And that's where you stop worrying about the money and all the possessions. And the funniest thing is, though, even if you want them, they do follow you because now your life starts turning into positive energy. And when your life turns into positive energy, positive things will just keep following you. That's the reason why every awakening has points where, like me, I don't really own anything right now, you know? Um, and I'm okay with that. The old me would never be okay with this. The new me, I'm not worried about it because the only person I need to worry about impressing is myself, you know? When it's time for, and that's that's patience right here. When it's time to meet that next person and have that experience of, and that's forever, forever, my next one, that's it. I will wait patiently for that because right now it's just, we all go through this because you have to find your true self. You have to get within very, very far. And for that to happen, a lot of other things have to fall off. And I want you to really look at life and you didn't get to pick where you were raised. You didn't get to pick what school you went to. You didn't get picked really who your friends were, who, who sculpted you and molded you and who you adapted to. So what I'm telling you is that person that you grew up as, you might not be that person. Some people have to move geographically to find their person. Like, you have to look at life as vibrations, as social circles and things like that to really understand this. But let's say you're more of a dungeon and dragon guy, but everybody around you was an athlete. So you went the athlete road, you know what I mean? But that's not really who you are. And that's like a weird analogy to use. But everyone has their own tribe. Who is my tribe right now? My tribe is people that I can speak freely to about being awake, about helping other people. What can we do to save the planet? What can we do to make bigger things happen, right? My tribe are spiritual people. My tribe are people who are into motivation. My tribe, like that's who I resonate with now. And most of those people are, they're on a different a different vibration of life. You know, you can't be one of these people with a cigarette in your mouth. Like it just doesn't work. You know, the people who are doing great things are doing great things because they're great people all around. They're treating their body great. They're treating their mind great. You know, that's really what it comes down to. Like when you really want this thing to happen for you, it's all about you, and that's what you have to learn. Nothing else, nobody else can control what's happening in your life but you. If you want it to get better, 
you have to get better and then you have to let your mind get better and your thoughts get better because that's what's directing the show. Once you clear all that up and you dedicate yourself to the process and you truly do believe in God's source energy, the divine, the universe, and you believe that you can get connected to it, you end up in flow. And once you're in flow, that's where all the good stuff exists, you know, it's where the good stuff just keeps coming at you and the experiences are better. You got to start waking up and looking at life as just one big adventure. Even if you have kids or you don't have kids, like you can make it an adventure. You just got to get rid of all the fear and realize it's just one big game that you're playing. And as I always say, you're the captain of the ship. You're the pilot in the jet. You got this. You do anything that you want to do. Take it from a guy talking into a cell phone, standing here, staring out into the woods that is up against the world. And I don't have a fear of it at all. It's an experience. And I'm going to experience it every day with a smile on my face, no matter what God decides to bring my way that day. And I'm going to accept everything with an open heart. And I'm going to try to speak to every single person that I encounter politely. And in a way that they know that, oh, there's, there's, a, there's a damn good human being right there. Because that's all I want to be. I just want to be a damn good human being so I can help promote other people to be damn good human beings. I go to the bank. I love y'all. Eric Kaiser, I'm out.